Hey, this is Bruce. I'm the pastor of the Word Church, Kimberley. I'm so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I trust that Jesus will speak to your heart, that you'll be strengthened with faith, and that you'll experience the breakthrough that you're looking for. Enjoy the message. Um, last week's service was great. I, I, it was just a real simple um, word, like real, um, how do we put it? it? It really tested the heart and revealed the heart. And uh, one of my favorite things to talk about is the heart. I love to speak about the heart, and it's, it's a big theme right through the scriptures is, is the heart. And obviously, it's not the, the, the heart as in the organ, even though people say that the, the heart can kind of think on its own. It's got its own. Uh, you go do the study. There's some doctors here. They can, they can correct me. But um, Google says that, that you can, that it does think. But it's obviously not that heart, okay? So, um, but last week, we spoke about where your treasure is, your heart will be also. It doesn't say that where your heart is, your treasure will be. Uh, somehow... Uh, it comes down to the same thing, but it's, it's, I think it puts it well because where, where you invest, where you spend, where you give your time, where you give your talent, your, your treasure, oh, your heart follows into that. You know, it's, if you get something for free, you don't look after it so much as w- when you've paid for it. It's just two different things. When you've paid for it, you, your heart is in it, so you look after it when you've when you get something for free, sometimes it's just not the same thing, right? Something about where you put, where you invest, where you put finance or where you put time or whatever it is, your heart will follow. And um, so it's quite easy to see where someone's heart is, right? It's, very, it's not something that, that, it's something that is visible. You can see where someone's heart is. Um, it's not up to us to go and tell everybody, you know, I see where your heart is, you know. But, um, but it is visible. When, when people are, uh, when people, um, when people start doing well in something, then you can say, wow, their heart is really in it, you know. So it's, it's, it's awesome. So I want to carry on speaking about um, the heart and, um, and, and really encourage you guys because um, if we we, if we don't have the Word of God, like living in our heart or alive in our heart, inspired, everything in church becomes cliche. You, do, you sit here and you can hear the most awesome things and you'll agree. But unless it is alive in your heart, it's just a cliche. All things are possible. Cliche. You know, um, anything can we, can, we can do all things. You know, God is good. God is, God is good to me. Cliche. Unless it is alive and burning in our hearts. Amen? Yeah. So let's quickly go to um, Mark. I, I opened with this at the men's meeting on, on, on Friday, but they didn't listen well. So I have to <laughs> I just, just have to do it again. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Did I say Matthew 9? Uh, Mark 9, yeah. Okay, so Mark 9, uh, there's, there's this part, um, let's, let's read there, from verse 18, or 17, 16, <laughs> 17. Teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a dumb spirit, okay? 
That doesn't mean because he was stupid. Uh, but anyways, never mind. <laughs> it means he, he couldn't speak. He, he, there was something wrong. He says, and whenever he, it lays hold of him, it dashes him down and convulses him, and he foams and he grinds his teeth, and um, he falls into a motionless stupor and is wasting away. And I asked your disciples to drive it out, and they were not able to do it. God wants us to be able to, to help people, right? He wants us to be able to help. But in this case, the disciples were not able to do it. And Jesus answered them and said, Oh, unbelieving generation, how long shall I have to do with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. Bring him to me. May we get to that place. May we get to that place today where we can say, bring them to me. Okay? Bring them to me. Okay. And so they brought the boy to him. And when the spirit saw him, at once it completely convulsed um, the boy. And he fell to the ground and kept rolling, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, how long has he had this? And he answered him, from the time he was a little boy. And it has often thrown him to fire and into water, intending to kill him. But if you can do anything, do have pity on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can do anything, okay? That's what he says to, to Jesus. While all things are possible to, to him who believes. If you can do anything. And I want to write that down. And I want to stir your heart today to remind you that all things are possible. Okay. All things are possible. Wow. And I want you to just check the response in your own heart when you hear that. All things are possible. How many of you guys believe all things are possible? <laughs> Let me see again. How many of you guys believe that all things are possible? How many of you guys right now take a situation that you're facing and then say that? How many of you guys stand in front of a when you need a miracle and then you, your response is, all things are possible. Let's, let's just be honest, you know, and let's, let's look at our hearts and say, Lord, um, in the areas where I don't believe, and that's where I'm going, help my unbelief, okay? So this is what, what um, Jesus said. If you say to me, you say to me all things are possible, um, or if I can do anything, but I'm telling you, the one who believes, anything is possible. Anything is possible to the one who believes, at once, the, uh, excuse me, at once the father, the boy, that's verse 24, um, gave an eager, piercing cry with tears. And he said, Lord, I believe, help my weakness of faith. And the King James Version or your Bible will say, help my unbelief. And that's very interesting because, again, we can begin to divide um, this to believing. He says, but I do believe. I, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. So there's two beliefs here, okay? There, there's a part where it's like, Lord, I believe. I believe you can do anything. I believe you can do anything. I don't believe I can do anything, okay? I believe you can do anything. I don't believe this miracle is possible. And I think sometimes it's okay to acknowledge, you know, I think before we get a breakthrough, 
we need to acknowledge of where we actually are. Um, acknowledgement yo, is, is very important. But anyway, so let's get to a place where we say, Lord, help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. In other words, he also said, I believe that you are Lord, but I don't believe that I can have this miracle. I took him to the doctors. They couldn't help me. I took him to the disciples. They couldn't help me. I don't, if they can't help, what am I supposed to do? I don't believe. Help me with my faith. So, Lord, help me with my faith. So maybe you can say that today. Lord, help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. Um, and that is, at the end of the day, in the New Testament, that is sin. Sin is unbelief. You know, we, we think sin is swearing and um, watching something bad. And, but that's an attribute of unbelief. That's, you do that because of a state of unbelief. Okay? But, but ultimately, sin is unbelief. Okay. So, um, Psalm 14, verse 1. Let's quickly go there. Psalm 14, verse 1. I'm not going to page it because I just want the first, uh, the first line. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Now, we know that there is people that, like atheists, atheists that will say there is no God. But now listen to, to, to the words. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So where does he say it? In his heart, okay? That is unbelief. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. I think that there is a lot of Christians that say that in their hearts. At times, I wonder if there's a God. It's a fool. Okay, this is a hard word, but it's going to get nicer and better. Okay, the fool has said in his heart, the fool said in his heart, there is no God. I know of Christians that have said in their heart, I don't know if there is a God. Okay, it's Aina. Okay, so um, because at times, why do they say that? Because we have, uh, the Bible speaks about the mind. Okay, we have a mind, oh, how are we going to do this? Um, I have a heart and I have a mind. Okay, I have a mind and I have a heart. Now, this, this side, we, uh, the mind often works with the five senses. Um, so what we see, it's based on what I see, all right? What is that? See what I hear, what I feel, etc. etc. okay? Um, and this is different. This has got to do with the heart, okay? And, and, and so when... When this begins to dictate this, then we have a problem. Okay. All right. Let's, let's um, go there. Let's go to, um, okay. Uh, on your way to, let's go to Matthew 13. But on your way, I want to remind you about my favorite, where most of my sermons have come out of in the Bible is where Peter is walking on water. Okay. I want to remind you of that. Peter walking on water, was a fisherman. Majority, okay, his career was, his trade was fish. Uh, I think he knew that it is not possible to walk on water. 
I think he understood that. Okay, where does he understand that? Yeah, he understands you can't walk on water. Okay, he understood that. Yet for some reason, Peter, when he stepped out on water, he didn't consider this. If he let this dictate what was happening here, he would not have experienced the miracle. He would not have walked on water. Peter, when he was walking on water, um, he said, Lord, if it is you, command me to walk. Command me to walk. I wonder if I must write that down. Okay, but so when Jesus said, come, Peter stepped out on the water and I had great, I had great word. He said, Peter didn't walk on water, he walked on the word of God. And if you have a word from God, you can walk on the water. Amen? So I, I remember watching um, The Matrix, and they have this, this part where they say, bend the spoon. And they say, there is no spoon. That Where they're operating, they're operating here. And I've learned in my walk with Christ that faith is not here. You don't find faith here. You don't, you don't, you don't find faith here. You don't find faith in this place. Faith doesn't operate here. Faith operates here. And unfortunately, if you, if you need faith, you need to look at your heart. Okay? You need to look at your heart. So I was going to speak about um, Matthew 13. I'm just going to avoid it, but I'll tell you what, what happened. They're in their own hometown, when Jesus' hometown, Nazareth. They saw him preach the word with authority moving in the miraculous. And then they began to reason. They said, is this guy not the same guy that grew up in front of us? We know his mom. We know his, his dad. We've seen all of those things. They begin to reason here, so they conclude he is not the Christ because they operate yeah in their five senses. They couldn't open their hearts. Do you hear me what I'm saying? Am I clear? Now, if we get so full of what's happening in the mind, you know that something goes terribly wrong here. And the church needs to move from just the cliche of all things are possible to a powerful force in the world that, that moves in faith, that understands if it says it's possible, then I'm going to get it. Okay, I'm going to walk on water. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out. I'm going to step out. So Peter, what's amazing. So was he thinking when he walked on water? Uh, to an extent, yes. Because he said, if it is you, I can walk. If it's you, command me to walk. If it's not you, I'm going under. So Peter understood Gravity. I don't know how many of you guys read my post on Facebook, but I thought, yes, that was fantastic. Go read it on, face, on Facebook. You know, sometimes you write something that is like so good, it's like, I need to read it again. Yes, that was great. That was a good one. You have to go. The one about, about gravity. Okay. You know what's the problem with a lot of Christians is they, they go crazy because they don't understand the difference between faith and denial. If you get a negative word that says you're sick and you begin to say, I'm not sick, what is that? Denial. 
okay? But a faith can respond and say, uh, I'm healed by his stripes. I was healed. Where is that happening? Yeah or yeah? So when a negative word comes, it says, I'm sick. If it hits you, yeah, but it doesn't hit you, yeah, it's not a big problem. But if it hits you, yeah, and it cripples your faith, then it's, then it's an issue. So Peter, he understood gravity. He, he had to, he was right in his mind. <laughs> he was all right. You know, you remember Braveheart, the guy who said he's not right in the mind. But Peter was right in his mind. He was all right. Okay, he was all right. He understood gravity. And we need Christians that understand both of these things. There is a, you have a heart and you have a mind. We need some Christians or believers to begin to think, and we need some thinkers to begin to believe. And I appreciate Christians that can study and that can go into things and give you details about how things work and how things operate. You know, that we actually begin to be of some, we are um, of some, uh, that we become relevant and we can do things in this world by the way it operates. But sometimes you need a miracle. And the doctors can take, help you that far. Or someone can only help you that far. Then you need a miracle. Amen? Oh, Lord, help this word come through nicely. So the fool said in his heart, there is no God. So Peter gets out on water, and he's walking, and he's seeing Jesus. Then he sees the wind and the waves. What begins to happen? He begins to sink like it's supposed to happen, like it's designed to happen if you function here. Thank God for logic. Imagine we didn't have logic. Hey, imagine you thought today that if you jumped off the roof that you were going to fly. Thank God for common sense, as rare as it is. Thank God for common sense. But, but faith. Is different. So now, how do I get faith? So quickly, let's go to James 1. Oh, Lord, speak to us today. Lord, give us, yeah, give us hope for what, what we're dealing with, what we're going through. Give us, give us hope. So anyway, let's go to James 1, verse 5. Book of Corinthians says, Every promise of God finds its yes and amen in Christ Jesus. How many guys would like every promise to manifest in your life? Amen? So he says, we find that yes and that go ahead and that thumbs up in Christ Jesus. Okay, so you can bless you. You can get, um, according to scripture, you can find fulfillment of every promise that you need. You find it in Christ. James 1, is verse 5, it says, if any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly without reproaching or fault finding, and it will be given him. Only it must be in faith. So when we, when we ask, we must ask with what? Faith. We need to ask it with faith. Okay. Then he says, for the one who wavers is like the willowing surge out at sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. 
He must, verse 6 again from the top, only it must be in faith that he asks with no wavering. Now, Jesus, uh, Jesus goes to Peter, and while Peter is sinking, he says, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Paul writes to the Galatians, and says, You were running well. Who hindered you? Who hindered you? What was the hindrance? At some point, you moved away from what is inspired by faith, and you got into the logic of it. And you, you went back into like a natural way of thinking. And, and I think Jesus' question to Peter, um, why did you doubt? I thought, oh, there's a hundred reasons why I doubt. Because I'm, I'm a human being. Because, you know, there's, we're on top of water. We're not supposed to be. A, Jesus says there's no reason to doubt. There's no reason to doubt. So if I ask God in faith, it says, you have it. You have it. Now, what we need to realize is you can't summon the strength to have faith by yourself. It's impossible for you to believe for a miracle. You need God's help. And the, the, the most awesome thing is that he will give you faith. Yeah. You think you need a miracle. You don't need a miracle. You need faith. You need faith. Your thought of needing the miracle is actually your acknowledgement of, Lord, help my unbelief. I don't believe. You hear what I'm trying to say? Faith is different. Faith is not bend, spoon, bend, bend. How many of you guys tried to walk on water before? Come on, come on. There we got some honest people. How you guys actually walked on water? There's this one meme on Facebook of this. Of this, um, they obviously caught it in midair, um, but uh, of this Indian guy like running in a bull behind him. How many of you guys saw that meme? And he's on the water, but it looks like he's walking on water. And then they say there's only three guys: Abdul. Peter and, and Jesus. <laughs> a lot of things are, are possible. But uh, when you begin to realize that faith is not uh, a psychological, you're not trying to psychologically um, convince your mind that you can do it. It's not, that's not faith. That's not faith at all. That, you can say that's belief. Faith and belief, they are, they are different. They're not the same. You can believe, yeah. But the Bible says um, in Romans 10 that we don't believe here. We believe here. We believe here. Um, you, don't, and you don't need um, you don't need faith to think. You need faith to believe. The faith doesn't hit you here. And everyone should know that. Faith hits you in the heart. That's where the same place where you love, the same place where you hope, the same place, everything, that's where faith comes from. So it comes here, Lord, give me faith, faith. So how many of you guys need a miracle today? You need faith. How do I get to, my, to the point where I have faith, where I have faith?
All right, so let's quickly, um, did I finish reading there? Um, so the one who doubts, the one who wavers, is like a billowing surge out of sea that is blown hither and thither <laughs> and tossed by the wind here and there, I'd imagine that's what it means. For truly, let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything from the Lord. Smith Wigglesworth said, you can get more in five seconds by believing God for five seconds than by screaming at him all night. <laughs> so you can scream, God, help. God, do something. God, do something. Help. And nothing happens. But in a moment of faith and belief, you can receive something. Amen. One moment, one moment of faith. Lord, take me from cliches. Take me to the power. I'll walk in, 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 in the power. So let's go to um, uh, Romans 10 today. Verse 17. Romans 10 verse 17. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing, and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ. Can we see it in the King James? Sometimes the Amplified is just, is just too much. It's just too much. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing. So if you need faith, okay, if you need a miracle, what do you need? Faith. How do you get faith? By hearing. What do you need to hear? What have you been hearing? Today you've been hearing the Word of God. But how much of your hearing that you've been hearing lately is the Word of God? And how much of the things that's affecting your heart is a result of hearing? Doubt comes by hearing. The, the, the place of your heart where you, where you're, where you battle is, can, can be a reflection of what you've been hearing. Now, that's why we come to church. Praise the Lord for church. Because the moment you came to church, you begin to hear things like, oh, wait, all things are possible. Um, he said, I can do it. Or we begin to worship and I won't be shaken. I won't be moved. You're just singing the word of God and you're hearing it. But it is also possible to sit in the church and hear nothing. And, and so, how do I hear then? Well, how does hearing come? By the Word of God. So you need to listen to the Word and let it hear, yeah. Because if you are listening to the Word and you're just allowing it to hit you, yeah, then you miss it. It has to reach your heart. I always laugh at, um, we can all relate to this, and I've, I've said it a couple of times before, but it's like, it has, have, some people say they don't dream, but how many of you had like an amazing dream from the Lord before, like you woke up and the Lord spoke to you, and as you get up, you want to share it with someone, and you say, yeah, I had such an amazing dream, and they say, what did you dream? I can't remember, but it was amazing. Or you go to church, and you hear the Word of God, and you think, yeah, that was a good word. And then you go home, and you say, yeah, we had a good service today. 
We said the worship was great. Um, so and so is pregnant again. This and that happened. What did you preach? Ooh, I can't remember. Why? Because the Lord wants the, the goal of the word is to affect your heart. It's supposed to change your approach in life. It's supposed to give you faith. It's supposed to equip you for, for something. So when you hear, if your mind is, this, everyone can relate to this as well. If your heart is offended and you sit in a service, you hear nothing. You hear nothing. You sit through the whole service, the guy, you just hear cliches. But when your heart is receptive to the word, someone can come up and just preach, Jesus loves you. Boom, faith. And you approach life because, you're, because your heart is not affected. Um, your heart has not been offended. And so our point now is we need, to, we need to get to the point where the mind can surrender to the heart. We've been taught wrong because we think faith is the spoon must bend. The spoon must bend. But by faith, we actually need to, we need to say the spoon cannot bend or the pen cannot bend. You have a brain that God gave you so that you can understand that it is impossible for the spoon or this pen, sorry, to bend. It is impossible to walk on water. But Lord, if that's you, command me to walk. Lord, if that's you, Today, I surrender my understanding. I take what I understand. I take the logic and I surrender it. I take my mind and I surrender it. It's like, it doesn't matter. I know it's not possible. With God, it's possible. Because it's, faith does not rely on the mind. Faith is the heart. Faith is the heart. Faith comes from the heart. Um, Yo, man, I love this, I love this. So, um, so it's not, it's not, like mind over matter can do you well. It's like if you understand how powerful your mind is, like if you can just begin to think differently and more positively and begin to think, I can do this, I can do this. But when you think you can and when you believe you can, it's different. I believe I can. Do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So my definition of faith is not, is not mind over matter. My definition of faith is a surrendered mind or a believing heart over a surrendered mind. It's taking logic. It's taking logic, seeing the logic, understanding the logic, surrendering it. Because I know he's bigger, he's greater, his word can carry me. His word can lift me up. So I do everything now to hear the word of God. Amen? Woo! Yeah, it is a good course, man. Verse, uh, let's quickly read uh, verse, this is still chapter 10, verse um, 4. Christ, uh, oh, wow is the end of the law. That's for whoever's sitting here needed to hear that. That's not part of the message. Christ is the end of the law. Um, but let's read it. 
the limit at which it ceases to be. For the law leads up to him, who is the fulfillment of its types, and in him the purpose which it was designed to accomplish is fulfilled. Verse 10, for Moses writes that the man can practice the righteousness, perfect conformity to God's will, which is based on the law. Next verse. But the righteousness based on faith says, don't say in your heart, say heart. Right? The fool says in his heart, there is no God. The fool says, how am I going to get this miracle? He says, the, the, don't say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven to bring Christ down? Lord, if you can just come, if you can just help, come, I need you. I need a miracle. He says, the righteousness of faith doesn't say that. The righteousness that the faith that the Lord gives is not that. The next one is, next verse, or who will descend into the abyss that is to bring Christ up from the dead? Next verse. But what does it say? The word is near you, on your lips, and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That is the word of faith. So everything that you need is actually here and here. But if you're not living from there, we can't, we can't walk on water. We can't. Come on, we can't. Now, uh, all right, all right. Let's finish, let's finish, let's finish. When you gave your life to Jesus, the Bible says you are a new creation. You are a new creation. Okay, just say that. I'm a new creature. Did you see the change visibly? No. Where did that happen? Your heart. Or you could say your spirit. So you, you walk amongst people and they say, yeah, you've changed. You're not the same. Great, awesome compliment. So that's what we call an awakening. That's like you awakened something. The Lord awakened the new man is, is the spirit man. You know, that you're now born of spirit. Now you're not living, you're not subject to this anymore. You can't be just subject. You have to have this because thank God you've still got a brain and you've got um, body. But now you, you have a higher life and, and that's where, where this comes in. And, and we're so used to listening to that our five senses determine what our faith should be. But our spirit being should be in touch with the Lord that we know where, where we can get by faith. So that we surrender this to, to, the, to faith. Amen? Oh, Lord. Um, let's go to, let, let's begin to, to finish up in, um, in 1 Corinthians. Chapter 1 and um, verse 17. For Christ sent me not to baptize but to evangelize by preaching the gospel, lest the cross of Christ should be deprived of force and emptied of its power and rendered vain. For the story and the message of the cross is sheer absurdity. It's folly to those who are perishing and on their way to perdition. But to us who are being saved... It is the manifestation of the power of God. It is written, I will baffle 
and render useless and destroy the learning of the learned and the philosophy of the philosophers and the cleverness of the clever and the discernment of the discerning. I will frustrate, nullify, and bring them to nothing. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the investigator um, of this present time and age? Has God, has not God shown up the nonsense and the folly of this world's wisdom? For when the world with all its wisdom failed to perceive and recognize and know God by means of its own philosophy, God in his wisdom was pleased that through the foolishness of preaching, okay, faith comes by hearing, salvation procured by Christ and to be had through him to save those who believed. For while Jews ask for signs and miracles and Greeks pursue philosophy and wisdom, we preach Christ crucified. Amen. Preach which it's to the Jews is a scandal and an offense and a stumbling block. To the Gentiles, it is absurd and utterly unphilosophical nonsense. But to those who are called, whether Jew or Greek, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. This is because the foolish thing in God is wiser than men, and the weak thing from God is stronger than men. There is a wisdom here. Oh, wisdom. That is foolishness here. That is foolishness. There is power here that you can't find here. That you can't find here. Reinhard, Reinhard Bonkers put it so well. He said, if you're hungry, he said, only eat. If you're thirsty, only drink. If you need a miracle, only believe. Only believe. I wanted to read from... Second Timothy, where Paul writes, he says, hey, you need to stir up, rekindle the embers or fan the flame. But I want to speak to, to everybody's hearts, to your consciences today. The Bible speaks about that we'll be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So our mind does need to be renewed. But I want to speak to those today who have given up believing. I'm not talking about believing for miracles. I'm talking about the heart. Where is your heart today? Oh, tired. Love it. <laughs> Where's your heart? Where's your heart today? Where are you are you stuck in the reasoning? Imagine what is possible if Jesus didn't do miracles because Ah, he was just the guy who grew up in front of us. Because it doesn't work like that. Can we can we repent? <laughs> can we repent as a as a as a church again and say, Lord, take me back to the place 
where I first believed, where I saw that it's not, um, it's not my understanding, where it's, it's by faith. I'm talking to Christians that have walked a road for a long time, you know, walked a path with Jesus for, for even you for a long time, and you sit here and you think, I know this. What if we, we broke through this mental state of reasoning and we were set free in the heart? You don't need faith to think. And you've been thinking and thinking and trying to figure out God and trying to understand things. And God, God doesn't want to be understood. God wants to be believed. God, God wants to be believed. And everything that he says, you're trying to figure out how, when, why, where. God just wants to be believed. To be believed. Mm. Yeah. God takes Ezekiel to a valley of dry bones, and he asks them, asks him, son of man, can these dry bones live? Ezekiel doesn't say yes. He knows that it's not the cliche. He says, Lord, you know. You know. So, so God tells Ezekiel, says, prophesy to the womb. It's not in what you understand. It's just you're yielding to, to God's word. Prophesy. You don't need to go to heaven to bring Christ down. You don't need to go down to bring Christ up. Get it on your heart and in your lips. On your heart and on your lips. Get the word of God. Father, we acknowledge your word says, without faith we can't please you. We can't please you without faith. But I pray, Lord, that sufficient faith will be ministered to, will be imparted to the hearts of people. I pray that our minds, our reasoning, and our logic will not get in the way of that today. And that we can surrender that today. And like a child, begin to believe. Begin to believe. Begin to believe to believe. Jesus' name. Come on, maybe that's your word today. Maybe the Lord just says, believe. 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 Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Father. Yeah, so today... Step, step away from faith for a miracle. Just, just for now, just step away from that. Just, just look at your heart. Just look at 
your present condition of your heart. Just look at it. And just let the Lord do His work. I want you, I don't know why I got this, just, to, just take a deep breath. And just let it all go. Just let all the, as you, as you breathe it out, just let all the unbelief go. Just let go of the reasoning. Say goodbye to the how. And just look at Jesus today. Stop trying so hard. Stop trying so hard to believe. I, I just feel there's people, yeah, that have been caught in the fear of death. You're afraid to die. And I don't, I'm, if that's you, I, I want to pray for you. There's people who are constantly meditating on, on what if, what if death happens? What if I, what if I die? Um, if people go, go out and your family goes out, you worry that there's death, there's death. Constantly caught by, by the fear of death. And if that's you, I want you to just lift your hand. You're struggling with the fear of death. Lift your hand. One of the traps where the enemy gets us is we think that we're, we're the only ones who do, who go through that. There are people struggling with the fear of death. Just everyone. Just bow your heads in this moment. Just If it's you, I want you to lift your hand. I'm, I was one of them. I was one of them. Today, God wants you out of that. Fear of death, fear of all that could go wrong. God wants to set you free. You're trapped. You're caught in this. If it's you, come to the front. I'm going to pray for you. Be free today. Come to the front. You lift your hand. Allow the Lord to, to do a miracle for you. It's a lot more than just, just you, Michelle. Thank you, Father. He said it comes so that you can, you can be free. A lot of people battling with it. Just stand, make a straight stripe there or a line there. And face the stage. I'm going to come minister to you. Yeah, there we go. Robbie, can you take this forward away? Thanks. Mm. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you came so that you can set us free. And that from the, from the bondage, the lies of the enemy that's trapped us, that's caused us to live in a false reality that's not real. In Jesus' name, I speak the love of Jesus over you, the love of Jesus over your heart, the love of Jesus over you. He loves you. Man, if you fall, you fall into his arms. You fall into his arms. In Jesus' name. 
I set you free from fear. I set you free from fear. In Jesus' name, today, I speak freedom to you. Yeah, right now, just while we pray, Father, we just, we surrender every care right now. I surrender every care. And we free fall into your love. We just free fall into, into your hands, into grace. Faith. I prophesy faith into your hearts. Faith into our hearts that will respond to the voice of doubt. Faith to arise. Faith to be stirred up. To, that, will, that will really run with faith. That will live by faith. That will, like the word says, that we, in Him we live and move and have our being. Come on, I'm, I'm not trying to make this service longer. There's other things that, are, that you're tied to, that you're held on to, that, that you're trapped in. Waiting for a contract to come through has affected your heart. Waiting for uh, a business, waiting for has affected your heart. Let go today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Remember, church, it's on your lips and in your heart. And you need to respond by faith. The only way it's going to change is begin to speak. Begin to speak. Begin to believe. Begin to respond. Begin to hear what the Spirit says. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, I trust that message blessed you. Please feel free to contact us for any prayer requests or feedback. We would love to connect with you. You can follow the Word Church Kimberly on any social media platform and become a part of our online community. Be blessed.